This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Financially Tuned Radio with myself, Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Usually I have my co-host Baron Fitzgerald with me, but today he's off. And in his stead, we still have the famous Tony Shore. Welcome, Tony. How are you doing today? Thanks, Simon. I'm doing great. I've had a a great week. Just crazy busy as always. But then again, I I know I'm never as busy as you and Baron. Um, I wish Baron could be here today. But Simon, I know we're in able hands with you. Uh, We've got an exciting show, though, today. Um, let's get right into it. You have a special guest for us, right? That's right. Today we are joined by Wayne Schmidt. He's the chief investment officer from Graden Investments, and he's here with us today to do a little bit of conversation, give us a little bit of insight. So welcome, Wayne. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Simon. Thanks for having me on the show today. Been looking forward to it, so glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to have you on. Uh, for our listeners, Wayne's pretty humble. He won't say too much or brag too much about himself, but let's suffice it to say, I won't put him on the spot too much, but he is in the later years of a fantastic career. He's got a lot of experience, all the designations you'd like to see, and he's been working with Gradient Investments, one of the firms that we use and a lot of the listeners and uh, clients are familiar with. Since 2008, he joined them early on in their growing years, and right now they're overseeing about $2 billion in assets. So. A wonderful group. I've known Wayne for almost 10 years now. I know him since he's uh, joined Gradient's team. I always appreciate his insight and his thoughts. He's wonderful to work with. So it's great to have you today, Wayne. Appreciate it. Well, good to be here, Simon. And I still have a few good years left, hopefully. So we'll uh, we'll keep uh, keep plugging. That's right. <laughs> so if you <laughs> hopefully you're around as long as I am, I hope, because I uh, enjoy your insight and your feedback. Well, very good. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't you just take a quick minute or two just to tell us a little bit or the listeners a little bit about yourself and Gradient before we get into things today. Yeah, no, Gradient's a third-party money manager. Um, I had prior to Gradient, I was 24 years with Advantage Capital, uh, Minnesota Mutual's investment department, and five years with Axe Investment Managers, primarily managing fixed income. Came to Gradient with humble beginnings. We had 10 million of assets back in October of 2008. And we're getting very close to hitting the $2 billion mark, which will probably happen in early February. So it's been an amazing time in the markets and a great place to work. Yeah. Yeah, that is an incredible story and track record that you guys have over there. So why don't we uh, take a few minutes to kind of give the listeners today a little bit of a recap. We're at the beginning of the year. So why don't we do a little bit of a recap of 2017, kind of what your thoughts were going into 2017 and how things panned out over the year. You know, I think uh, 2017 can be best summed up as a exceeded expectations year. You know, we came into the year, uh, we had low expectations for fixed income, saying, boy, rates can't get much lower and spreads can't get much tighter. (laughs) Um, And actually rates held in pretty well. Spreads did get a little bit tighter. So bonds had a pretty good year. I was looking for 
you know, kind of one to 2% and probably did more closer to, to 3% for the year and stocks, we were looking for, you know, six to 10%, you know, in the stock market. And we're surprised by the, the 20% returns that we saw, but I think just the improvement in economic growth, the continued strong earnings, you know, of companies gave us that surprise. And, you know, as we sit here at all time highs and we seem to do that every week, you know, the big question is, and we can talk about that is where do we go uh, from here? But last year was really a good year for investors, whether they were fixed income and stocks and hopefully a nice combination of both. They had a, they had a good year in their, should have had a good year in their portfolios. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. It turned out to be a really good year, probably going into it. We expected that, but not you know, not a good positive year, but not nearly as great as it turned out to be. So it was a pleasant surprise. Another year in a row. Um, one of the things that came up quite a bit in conversation over the previous two years and relates to some of your portfolios was kind of the rotation between uh, value versus growth in the stock market. You know, everybody looks at the S&P 500 and says, well, this is what I did in relation to that. But there's quite a difference between the two you're in a value investor versus a growth investor. So do you want to touch on that for a second? Yeah, no, that's a great point. You know, and I think a normal investor out there, you know, they follow the S&P or they see when they turn on TV, what did the S&P do? And, and you look at the S&P 500, it's really split fairly evenly between two types of companies, you know, those fast growing companies. And we know the fangs, you know, you get Facebook and Apple and Amazon and Netflix and um, you know, Google now alphabet, but, uh, but those companies have just been a, a rocket to the moon, you know, the last couple of years, and that would be your traditional growth company. And then you have your value companies, you know, those companies that pay a nice dividend, blue chip companies, whether it be an IBM or McDonald's or AT&T, a little bit more boring. Those would be your, your value names. And what happened in 2017 is growth really outperformed value, you know, and if we look at the S and P was up, you know, if it was up 22%, those growth names are up about 27% and the value names were up 15, you know, and people say, ah, oh, it was up, you know, the market was up 22%. Well, depending where you were invested, if you had a portfolio that was more that blue chip dividend paying stocks, you didn't do as well as the overall market. And had you had your portfolio positioned in those growth names, you did a little bit better than the market. But, you know, the S&P 500 is the average of all those things. Uh, but we had a year where growth significantly outperformed value and really turned the tables on 2016. We had it where value outperformed growth. So at the yeah. end of the day, I think both both the growth and value get to the same place. They just put you on a little bit different ride. Yeah, that's very true. And it's a good thing for people to kind of realize and reflect on. And you don't want to chase, you know, the trend from last year. You just want to be aware and make sure that you stick to your plan and kind of what the current investment strategy is that you uh, have in place. Yeah. And I think one of the worst mistakes that people can make is chase performance. You know, and we talk about that a little bit, don't be a performance chaser out there because that's going to lead you to underperformance in the long haul, you know, stay with your plan, stay invested, stay diversified, and it'll all work out. And don't worry about, you know, a year where oh, value under, underperformed growth. Now I got to get all growth. And next year it's the opposite. And either, um, you know, better off staying the course and setting a plan and, and being diversified and let the market work for you. Yeah, that's so true. As you pointed out, kind of in the long run, the two kind of balance each other out. And if you're chasing growth or value and you missed, 
and kind of got behind in 15 and chased one versus the other. And then again, this year you would have lagged two years in a row versus outperformed one year and underperformed a little bit and kind of had the same average between the two and landed where you're supposed to. So it's good to kind of remind the uh, investors, the listeners out there that that is important. Don't get too caught up in what the current trend is or what you heard about the couple months before. Stay focused on the long-term plan. It's a good uh, good thoughts there, Wayne. Thanks. Yeah, no, you're welcome. It's, uh, you know, it's just, uh, like I say, being balanced in the portfolio, uh, you know, not chasing performance. And when you do that, you're always trying to catch up all the time. And that, that doesn't seem to work out. So before we move into uh, talking about this year and kind of what we expect moving forward, one other thing that came up that was a big trend uh, last year and is kind of leading as well into this year and something that's often overlooked is the international markets. You know, all too often people have a good diversified portfolio and only three to five percent of their stuff in emerging markets or maybe five to ten in maybe up to 15 percent international exposure. But that's an area that really boomed. So you want to touch on that and how that uh, kind of related into the overall market and the trends last year as well? Yeah, no, I'd be happy to do that. You know, the the S&P 500 or the U.S. stock market was top dog, you know, 2013, 14, 15, 16. We're getting overvalued in the terms of, you know, higher P.E. ratios. International wasn't doing as well. You know, they didn't have the central banks at that time pumping in as much liquidity as the U.S. did. We seemed to bounce back a little bit earlier and the market benefited from that in those earlier years and international now being a little bit more undervalued, a little bit lower PEs, a little better valuations, you know, we're starting to get some tailwinds and that showed up last, last year in the market. Yeah, that's, that's great. Now guys, um, here's the deal. We have to take a quick break. Is there anything else you want to add before the break for our listeners, Simon? Well, we just want to thank the listeners today. Hopefully they'll get something out of today's show. We've got a wonderful guest on here and Wayne Schmidt. Um, if folks want to check us out a little bit or Wayne and Gradient Investments, they can visit us online. Gradient Investments is, you can just search Gradient Investments or go to gradientinvestments.com. They might be under Gradient Financial Group. Um, or check us out at wellingtonadams.com. We have a link there under our investment stuff that gives some insight into Gradient, some thoughts there, and link to their website as well. If any of the listeners have some questions, they're welcome to reach us at 855-793-2409. We'll be back here after just a quick break. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And our host today, the man with the plan, is Simon Hilliard. And Simon, you're doing a great job today. Uh, you have a very special guest. Uh, I love it when Wayne's on the show. We learn so much uh, Simon, this has been a great show, but I bet it's bringing up questions that listeners have. What's that phone number they can call to set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation with you? Uh, well, thanks for the intro, Tony. The listeners are welcome to reach out to us at 855-793-2409. All right. So uh, let's get back into it. Uh, we've got our special guests here, uh, Wayne from Gradient Investments, right? That's right. Earlier, we touched a little bit on last year, what turn, you know, what happened and what the uh, expectations were going into 2017, kind of what happened in the market. 
got a little bit of a background on Wayne and Gradient Investments, where he's the uh, chief investment officer. So let's move into uh, what everybody's kind of wondering here, Wayne. What's going to happen in 2018? What's the expectations? Kind of what do we expect from stocks and bonds moving forward? Okay, I can tell you what the expectations are. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but we'll see what uh, <laughs> you can play this back next year and see how close we were. But uh, that's right. We'll put you on the spot and play you on December it, last week of December. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I think for the bond market, let's talk about that first. I think bonds are basically going to have an instant replay, you know, in 2018 of 2017. We have generally yeah. low interest rates. We have tight spreads. I think rates will continue to stay low, probably creep a little bit higher. You know, the Fed raised the Fed funds rate three times last year, three different occasions. We'll have a new Fed chairperson coming to the job on February 4th after Janet Yellen's last day on February 3rd. Um, his name is Jerome Powell. Uh, he's been basically a Fed governor since 2012 and been there voting. He's always voted along with Janet Yellen. So I would expect Fed policy to stay the same, you know, where, you know, what the Fed would like, they'd like to keep inflation around that 2% target. They would like to raise short-term interest rates. So if we ever have a recession again, that they at least have some interest rates that are high enough that they could actually cut them at some point in the future, you know, and they want to shrink their balance sheet. So, so those three goals are still in place. And I think the market for bonds in 2018 will look a lot like 2017. So we try to tell our advisors and clients that don't expect much from the bond market. You know, if you're going to get two, two and a half percent return expectations, you know, that's, that's what's available to you in the bond market. I wouldn't expect more than that. Might say, well, that's not a lot of return, but it'll be insurance if equities at some point you know, have a correction, it'll be nice to have some of your money in the bond market, although the returns won't be great. You know, the stock market has been an unbelievable run. I think it's surprised everyone, you know, how strong and how long uh, yeah. the market's been running. And, you know, the implication now is I think the, the big pull is between earnings are really good and they look like they're going to continue to be good in the stock market. And then valuations have been stretched. And when I say valuations, it's what what price are people willing to pay for those earnings? You know, we call that a P.E. ratio. Well, that's creeping up north of 20. So it's like, boy, we're kind of stretched on valuation, but the earnings are good. How is this going to end? You know, with, with that, we can keep this going for a while. You know, our view is that stocks are probably going to be in the 5 6 7% return range. Now, January is off to the races here, and I would expect that we'd have a pullback, you know, at some point. We went through all of last year where we never even had a 5% correction in the stock market. Right. We're starting January off on fire. We've been through 25,000 on the Dow. We've been through 26,000 on the Dow. So it is off to the races. The taxes are a big deal. You know, what is the uh, tax, the new tax policy going to mean for business and profitability? So there's a lot of unknowns out there, but we're still positive on the stock market, but we're also realistic that it should not be, you know, another 20, 22% year in stock. So if that's your mindset, you need to bring yourself back down to earth and start thinking about five or 6% as, as more the norm. Yeah, I think that's a good point uh, that you're making there on both the bonds and the uh, stock side of things, Wayne. 
that people have to kind of revisit their expectations, stay realistic, not get too caught up in the good years that we've had. Because and before, I mean, we got to keep in mind that we're very fortunate. You know, we've had whatever it is, nine years now, seven of which were double digit years in the market. Things have done really well. For a lot of those baby boomers at this kind of stage of retirement, you know, it's a little bit different expectation from the bonds that you touched on earlier. And that's something that's important to kind of understand. Some people kind of think, well, you know, how come this part isn't doing so well in my portfolio? And there's a lot of trend out there that we notice of people just trying to abandon the bonds and take on dividend paying stocks and taking on more and more risk because they're not getting much out of bonds and the low interest rates have been a little bit depressing perhaps or we're not getting the yield that we're used to back in the years when we were making five, six, seven percent a year from our bonds. So, you know, a lot of those fundamentals are kind of getting tossed by the wayside and we're kind of chasing the returns. And I, th I think that's a good thing that you pointed out there. It's important to remind uh, the listeners that we do that with our investors each year is, you know, be realistic, remind yourself of the expectations, remind yourself of the big picture, what's going on out there. Um, keep in mind, you know, what the trends are and not to get too caught up in the short term height. You're exactly right. We shouldn't expect 20% years every year out of the market. We have to be realistic moving forward and kind of stick with the good fundamentals, stick with your plan and kind of be comfortable with that moving forward. And that if you reach your goals, your goals don't need to be double digit returns. If you have a good portfolio and a good plan, if you reach your goals, you should be satisfied and happy with what's going on um, and keep your retirement kind of on the rails. So we had finished up the uh, first segment talking a little bit about international markets and how they performed last year. Any insight and thought into uh, if that trend continues moving forward this year, Wayne? Yeah, I think it does this year. Just on a valuation standpoint, there's, um, I would say, relative value cheaper to own international companies than it is to own U.S. companies. That doesn't mean they're better. They just seem to offer a little bit better value right now. Uh, the global economies are doing well. Uh, Europe and, you know, Asia is starting to, to grow a little bit faster, and that's good, too. We're starting to grow a little bit faster. So it's a good business environment around the world. And I think international will benefit from the fact that there's maybe a little bit more upside in terms of valuation growth, you know, from that sector. So, you know, we, we run the uh, tactical rotation portfolio that we have. We're invested in, you know, the emerging market, let's call it the offensive stocks or high beta stocks there. We've been there since spring of 2017. So, you know, that style is telling us that's where the momentum is right now. And it takes time for momentum to change sometimes. So I think we're, we're on the right track with, with the international exposure there. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys? We're almost out of time for this segment. Simon, is there anything you want to add for the listeners before we take a quick break? Nope. Just want to say thanks again for Wayne being here. Uh, it's been a good segment here as well. Um, if folks want to check out Gradient Investments a little bit, they can go to our website at wellingtonadams.com under the investment tabs, click on the link to Gradient Investments and find out a little bit more about them there. Um, for the listeners today, you know, a lot of people are wondering, is their portfolio on track or some of the things that we're talking about here uh, in line with what they're doing? They are welcome to reach out to us and get a retirement x-ray. We'll take a look at what they're currently doing, get an objective feedback from some of the sources that we have on the investment holdings that they had. And if they're positioned well to meet their risk and kind of uh, keep on track on some of the topics that we're touching on here, here today, you can reach us at 855-793-2409. If everybody stays tuned, we'll be back shortly after the break uh, with a little bit more here from Wayne Schmidt and Tony Shore. 
The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. Call Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us at wellingtonadams.com. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And wow, we've got an amazing show today. Uh, great special guest, Simon. Uh, this has been a good one. Um, you and Wayne have been giving us a lot of great information today. Yeah, it's been great having Wayne on the show here. In the beginning, we touched on a little bit about him and the uh, great investments, one of the investment third-party money managers that we use here at Willington Adams. They do an excellent job, have a good history have some great portfolio options. We started out talking about them, kind of what happened in 2017, what the uh, expectations were going into the year, kind of how things panned out. We had an excellent year, probably better than most would have expected. In the last segment, we touched on a little bit about uh, the expectations for 2018, kind of what's driving the economy, what's driving stocks and bonds, what we can expect from the two, um, keeping our expectations realistic and in line with kind of the goals of the plan and things like that. So why don't we move up uh, a little bit, Wayne, and talk a little bit more about Gradient Investment, some of the portfolios that you manage, um, how they kind of operate, what their specialties are, and kind of what we uh, are looking for to gain from them over the course of the next year or so. Okay, no, fair enough. We were, you know, we manage a platform of portfolios, and I'll say across the the risk spectrum. So if we have a bond portfolio that's lower risk that's going to stay a bond portfolio and lower risk and we have growth portfolios and dividend portfolios so we have portfolios that have specific objectives and we work closely with the advisors and the clients to make sure that we get a hopefully a multi-portfolio solution that solves some liquidity needs some safety needs some income needs and some growth needs and and that's really what it boils down to is you know, as you sit down with your clients and say, what are your priorities? Is it principal preservation, you know, safety, you know, is it income or is it growth and rank those three for me, you know, what's most important to you, you know, and, and right now I would say, you know, where we are, our, our gradient 50, you know, as a portfolio of 50 blue chip dividend paying stocks. What I like about the G50 going into next year, we talked about not chasing performance and the G50 had a good year, didn't have a great year because it's more of the value companies and you would expect value companies are the ones that pay a healthy dividend, they grow that dividend, they're not the big growers, but the fact they underperform the market by about 7%, I think that portfolio in a market that is, again, trading at all time highs offers some good value as I look ahead to 2018. And that would be one that I would say, you know, if I'd say, well, where would you direct people to put their money if they're looking for growth and or growth and in income, I would do it there just based on, you know, where we are in this, yeah. this market. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good point that you make as far as, you know, matching the right goal with the right need. You guys do have a good variety of portfolios across that spectrum. And that's something that when we're sitting down with clients and doing the planning on it is something that's important. You know, we don't want to just point out the portfolio that has the greatest returns and push the uh, clients into that corner. Right. You want to sit down and outline the goals, you know, and sit, figure out what their need is. And there's not necessarily a point in taking on unnecessary risk, of course. No, exactly right. And it's just, you know, you're trying to get 
you know, the portfolio diversified. And given this market, you know, if you had somebody that, let's say, was a typical 60-40 investor, 60 stocks, 40 bonds, and you got them situated a year and a half ago, well, in all likelihood, that portfolio is probably 70% stock and 30% bonds. What a great time to say, boy, I've made good money in the stock market. How about I rebalance? You know, how about I bring back my portfolio to a balance that we started with and I was comfortable with and I enjoyed a great run in the stock market and maybe there's still, you know, more great runs ahead of us, but probably a good chance just to rebalance, reset, reset expectations and, and go forward from there. Yeah, exactly. We were at the uh, investment conference here not too long ago that you guys had sponsored and I was talking to a couple of the advisors and I heard two guys say things that were interesting and something that we try to relate to our clients as well, but I thought it was worth mentioning. The first one, when he said, when he sits down with a client, especially a new perspective client that's not as familiar or he doesn't know their level of education, he says he emphatically slaps the table and tells them, you won. You've made it. You're at retirement. You've saved enough money. So don't screw it up now. So his point is, <laughs> don't get too greedy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that was cute. The other one says he's a big outdoors guy and he had just been uh, up to Iceland and done some hiking and done some other exploration. And he said and made a really good analogy to those that are outdoorsy and hike quite a bit uh, as far as Mount Everest goes. And he said, of all the people that plan and train and do all the work and climb Mount Everest, 80% of them die on the descent. So lots of them make it to the top get there and fail because they didn't plan properly for the downside. So same type of thing when it comes to the retirement plan is you've made it to this stage. You know, if you've saved and you've accumulated those assets or you had the right plan in place, make sure that whatever stage we're at, that we don't get overly greedy. We don't chase those returns. We stick with the plan and that we have a plan in place for those following years and that we don't screw it up moving forward. Yeah, no, that's, so a, that's, a, that's a good go point. Ahead. You know, I think we're, we're all programmed for accumulation. You know, if we were taught right, we know to put some of our paycheck away in the 401k or IRA or whatever your your vehicle is. And then all of a sudden you get to this distribution phase and it's like, all right, the rules are different. How do I, yeah. you know, how do I distribute this wealth I've built up and how do I have a lifestyle that I can afford? And it gets a little bit, uh, it's a little bit scary, you know, going into that because you don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know what your expenses are going to be. So it's important to to have a good plan and work with somebody like you who can help people through that process because it's a daunting process, I think, to go through. Yeah, it can be. Well, guys, a great show today and uh, amazing. We've got Wayne Schmidt, the Chief Investment Officer of Gradient Investments here. And uh, what a great guy, a lot of knowledge he brings. And Simon, good show, but we're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know one more time how they can get a hold of you? Well, once again, listeners are welcome to visit us online at wellingtonadams.com or give us a phone call at 855-793-2409. We appreciate having Wayne on today. It was a great show, some good insight. If you want to find out more about Gradient Investments, some of the investment options, reach out to us or check us out online. For those of you wondering if you're on track with some of the goals and things that we talked about, if the listeners want to give us a call, we'll do that retirement x-ray. We'll give them some insight into their current portfolio. And if they're on track, they've gotten out of balance and some considerations to make there. So once again, you can reach us at 855-793-2409. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. 
Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.